nothing like a late start. <laughs> Good Let's job. Let's Good job, it. man. I was I was I was ready to just jump right in there. I know. You could have. You would have. I was right. I was joking with Jonathan, you know, talking about how you were gonna come running in, your hair was gonna be let's, all uncombed. Let's just and crank it up and go. Wearing your pajamas. We're at, we're on. What are we're you talking on? about? Are you kidding me? We're on right now. Is this the preamble or the actual this, show? This is the preamble. All yeah. right, Jonathan Emore, it's standing by. We're gonna rock the health world. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, I just got off with Stu Peters. That's why I'm late. And thank you, Super Don. How we did that go, have- by the way? What's that? Oh, very well. Uh, it was about the Travis Kelsey selling his soul to, to Pfizer along with his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a mess that is. Uh, all of the uh, dead athletes that have dropped dead, died suddenly, should be haunting Kelsey for what he's promoting. But we'll get to that more. Also, Brian Festa, We the Patriots USA, second hour, Shot Dead is their documentary. We'll cover that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Say hi. We'll see you in just a moment. Robert Scott Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. It's the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show with Jonathan Emord. Cranking it up for Health, Freedom, Healing, Liberty. We always like getting the updates now from the campaign trail with Jonathan. He wrote a great article. We've covered some of this together with him, how the Constitution favors Texas in its defense of its borders. Because the federal government under Joe Biden, can I call it leadership or puppet ship, uh, is failing to protect those borders as required by the Constitution. We got that and a whole lot more, including Brian Festa from WeThePatriotsUSA.org next hour. But right now, let's bring Jonathan Emore back to the Sacred Fire Liberty. Here you go, Jonathan. Hey, Robert. How you doing? You almost didn't make the show, man, but no. you're so fast that you I, know, you're kind of like the Flash, aren't you, Robert? You the, yes, the Flash. I was the show and then suddenly you just popped right in and you don't look like your hair is sullied or not so bad. <laughs> fogged up or I was a sprinter back in the day in your teeth. There's yeah. none of that. Thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate it. But yeah, it does look like my hair is a little windblown, just running from Stu Peter's show to ours and uh, getting ready to catch up on so much. That I know right now you're still engaged big time in the uh, uh, the signature gathering throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia, which yeah. is the, you know the, the the plot against all new candidates to try and prevent real threats to uh, incumbencies, if you will. And uh, we're going to help you kick out Tim Kaine. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so we're uh, burning the midnight oil, as they say, Robert. We're really going all over the state. The petition drive is phenomenal. I mean, we have people out at five or six different locations at once every day gathering these petitions. They are requiring a huge number. It's like 10,000 statewide and 400 in each of 11 congressional districts. And these things are not easy to get. I mean, you have to actually watch them sign, uh, making sure that they fill everything out correctly. And it's a, it's a real undertaking, but I'm so blessed by having an army of volunteers and um, it's, it's hugely beneficial. The people in the Virginia are seeing us as the lead candidate and as the choice for saving our state and saving our country. 
and it's a big deal. Uh, I, I don't take this responsibility lightly. I, uh, as you know, I've spent my whole career really working to save the Constitution and fight against government bureaucracy that is designed to take our rights away. And I just finished a Freedom Hub interview with Dr. Froman, Charles Froman from mm -hmm. Freedom Hub. And that uh, interview went into detail, Robert, on my whole health freedom agenda, as well as uh, everything in my past that has led up to this point. Um, it's been a long uh, journey. It's been a wonderful journey with you, Robert. We have seen a lot happen. Yeah. You and I have been Oof. locked at the hip through the whole thing, Robert, from mm -hmm. the beginning of Pearson versus Shalala uh, in the 1990s through my drafts of legislation for Maine and New Hampshire to reveal GMOs and foods to the whole fight against uh, the elimination of exemptions from vaccines, uh, all of that stuff you and I have been a part of and have been fighting together for a very long period of time, Robert. So, yeah, no doubt. And there's more threats on the way. Uh, you know, our friends at the Alliance for Natural Health are talking about the FDA closing in on our supplements even even yet still after all of the beatbacks on them and the largest uh, mailing campaign back when there were fax machines, not email so much uh, that led to the 1994 Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. I always bring up the fact that you warned them it wasn't perfect, but it was better than not having it. But the problems have reared its ugly head that you predicted, including the FDA trying to chip away at the freedom of uh, manufacturers to be able to innovate and develop new, uh, products based on natural substances often, and uh, even you know more so the access by the American people to, to get innovative products that are largely safe compared to the pharmaceutical uh, agenda than the approval process that FDA has been going on with uh, for many decades. So um, what can you do, part of that health freedom agenda, getting in to beat back what's going on? And the ANH article is in at robertscottbell.com. You can see it there. Well, we have to get rid of the mandates, both on the masks and the vaccines. We have to, have to get rid of the CDC vaccine schedule. We have to eliminate federal uh, centralization of power over the practice of medicine so that we have patient-centric medicine. Again, we need to break down the barriers to patient access to health information and health alternatives. Um, these things will lower costs. They will create true competition. That's what our goal should be. You know, of all the things that we did where we fought against the government, the government has come back and undermined what we've done, that sort of thing. One of the things that um, is a stellar achievement, really, and it's a sleeper, you never know where you're going to have a big victory in these things, is the Access to Medical Treatment Act that I wrote for Ron Paul that became the Right to Try Act and was signed into law by President Trump. That's a stellar achievement as because of that bill. Uh, people are able to get access to medical treatment without FDA approval. Remember, the motivation for me to write that thing in the, the original version of that was uh, a boy named Zachary McConnell, an eight-year-old boy that had a glioblastoma, a brain tumor, very aggressive. And he was on a clinical trial with Dr. Brzezinski for antineoplastins, which was a treatment for that brain tumor. And it was shrinking the tumor in that boy's brain. And the FDA came in, this is before the Right to Try Act, the FDA came in and said, get off the clinical trial to this little boy and kicked him off and made him go back to radiation and chemo that was not working. And no oncologist in the country would say that that would actually 
be able to overcome this very aggressive tumor. And so I went into Dan Burton and I got Dan Burton to work with me and we put the FDA commissioner on the spot and he then capitulated in, in that. It took uh, 30 days to get him to give up the ghost on this. He was saying he couldn't, couldn't do anything against the staff and they were arguing for the integrity of the drug approval process, whatever that is, versus the life of this boy. And so we finally got him to reverse and I got the facts in the mail from the FDA and it said all this gibberish about how they reinterpreted the MRIs and medical history. Uh, And then they said he could get back uh, access to this drug and that parents fly him down there to Brzezinski's clinic and they start the antineoplastins again. They do the first MRI and lo and behold, Robert, that poor boy, that MRI showed that that tumor in the 30 days it took to get FDA to reverse itself had grown so substantially and he died uh, shortly thereafter. And the FDA killed that boy. The FDA killed that little eight-year-old boy for the quote-unquote integrity of the drug approval process. What a disgrace. And luckily, If we're lucky on this score, Robert, that specific thing will never happen again. That that bill that President Trump signed, the Right to Try Act, overcame that horrible bureaucratic interference between a a terminally ill patient and the chance for hope to save a life. And my goodness, that they killed this boy is just it's one of those things I never get out of my mind. I, I think of that often. Robert, and I I just grieve with those parents. This has been a horrible, horrible thing. It didn't have to happen if they just left him alone. The, the treatment, the antineoplastins was working, Robert. Yeah. You could see the reduction on the MRIs, Robert. You could see by over a third, that tumor had been shrunk by the antineoplastins. No adverse effects to that boy. And, and and the FDA came in and took him off that. When he was on radiation and chemo, he lost half his body weight. And he would bang his head against the wall because of the pain he was experiencing, even with painkillers, because of the radiation treatments to his tumor in his head. I mean, it was barbaric. And his oh, parents yeah. did not want him to go through that. How did we get Jonathan? And and I know we've covered this history a lot of times over the years together and even on this show, but it, it bears repeating, especially for our new viewers and listeners, that we would ever allow a centralized bureaucracy, a government, our government in America to tell us what we can and can't do in response to a health challenge or a cancer in ourselves or our children. Where did this come about? Is this part of that progressive era development in the 19th century that you talked about in the authoritarians? This, this book I have here always right here with me, just in case I need to refer to it. Uh, Is this the, the, the dawning point where government started claiming ownership over our families, over our children that we would have to beg for, for permission like that was not the origin point of, of American, uh, you know, liberty. So um, really with the rise of the pharmaceutical industry, um, particularly after World War II, we had this uh, unseemly industry capture where these big drug companies basically controlled the FDA and have ever since. 
And they have created these anti-competitive barriers that now make it really almost impossible if you're a scientist and you find an agent that can effectively treat disease. To get that into the market is almost impossible because the only way you can do it is by jumping through all these regulatory hoops and the average cost of getting a new drug to the market under all these anti-competitive regulations is over $1 billion. So in order to do that, you've got to be one of these gigantic multinational drug companies. So in, in, in reality, uh, the drug industry is a very small, uh, highly protected, government-protected guild and anyone who dares compete with it is crushed. Anyone who dares object to it is ordinarily silenced. Anyone who dares be an independent voice in Congress can look forward to being uh, ostracized by colleagues who are benefiting from the donations made by the you know Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers Association and all of the other proxies of big pharma Mm-hmm. that uh, really do call the shots. I was told one time by Dan Burton many years ago, he said that if the drug industry opposes something, it won't pass. If the drug mm-hmm. industry is uh, for it, there's nothing that can stop it. And uh, he was thoroughly disgusted. He was one man who, as you know, had the courage and the fortitude to stand up against this and fight for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he fought many, many battles with the FDA and the drug industry doing everything it could to try to get him out of Congress and, and sandbag him and diminish his, his uh, enthusiasm right and left. But he never flinched. He never stopped. And, um, you know, I consider he, he's endorsed my candidacy and I, I cherish that, you know, along with Ron Paul's endorsement and Barry Goldwater Jr.'s endorsement. Uh, and many others, but those those days, and I, I had the privilege of working with him just for a fraction of it associated with this and my testimony before his committee on the Access to Medical Treatment Act uh, that Ron Paul introduced. Um, you know that was a that was a highlight for sure. And Jonathan, you know the challenges we face and the challenges you will face in the U.S. Senate is uh, fundamentally a philosophical one. Even, you know, of course, there are many constitutional issues that you're going to have to deal with to bring that back. But the philosophical one is that many, of course, Democrats almost write them off because they believe so much in a nanny state with rare exception. But even many Republicans believe in the, the authority of the government to prohibit the American people to do things for their health that the FDA doesn't approve of. As I said, that's a corruption of thinking from the word go before we even get into teaching the Constitution. It goes back to the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Uh, When we fight these fundamental battles that we thought were resolved by the American Revolution, the Constitution of the United States, we're in trouble. When you have people who don't believe in liberty, who don't believe that that the government should have limited power, that believe that government can do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, that the humans, us, the rest of us, the people of the United States, the citizens of this country are really just pawns, that we're here for the purpose of serving the government. That's called totalitarianism. 
And that's basically the viewpoint of Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They laugh at us every day. They think we're a bunch of rubes. They think that we are people that uh, basically are in their way, uh, in their way to, to ever greater power. If they can control us, if they can direct our lives, they're comfortable. If we object to that, that's not okay. It's time to bring down the hammer on us. Um, it is a bad situation. These people are totalitarians, Robert. These people like Tim Kaine, they think that they can tell you anything. You know, it doesn't, uh, virtue is, has no role to play here. They'll tell you what they think you want to hear, but they'll do exactly what they want to do. And um, this duplicity, I mean, you've got Tim Kaine telling people in the energy producing parts of the state that he's never going to hurt the oil and gas industry here. And he's going to defend their interests in Washington. And he goes ahead and votes for the whole climate change agenda and the destruction of the fossil fuel industry and energy independence in America. He uh, meets with people in the farmlands and he tells them he's all about agriculture and protecting agricultural interests. Then when it comes to uh, doing anything to stop the Chinese from acquiring farmlands in this country or to actually stand in the way of China in really influencing uh, our domestic policies across the board, he does nothing at all. When he talks about uh, crime prevention, he gets up there and he says, you know, he's all for law enforcement, but he's uh, never seen a bill that he hasn't supported that has had the effect of defunding the police, turning the police departments into critical race theory factories and uh, leaving our borders open. He does not a single thing to stop defunding of the police. He does absolutely nothing to stop the anti-incarceration agenda. He, he introduces no legislation whatsoever to stop human trafficking. He uh, seems totally comfortable with fentanyl pouring across the border because he does absolutely nothing to interdict it or prevent it. He does nothing to defend the American people. So the, these people who, you know, he says, you ask him about inflation. And this is what he says. Well, I voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trillions of dollars for climate change. That's what the Inflation Reduction Act is. And uh, what, does he, what does he think about that? Well, I guess he thinks it doesn't cause inflation to spend vastly more money than the government takes in because he's never been for a real budget process. He uh, votes for continuing resolution after continuing resolution, no responsibility. These people think that they can rule like that, Robert. They can destroy the economy. They can cause inflation to run rampant. Mm. They can cause gas prices to go through the roof. They can cause crime to just absolutely precipitously yeah. rise. And yet they never have to account. They think oh. they don't have to answer to us ever. Well, and we'll, we'll certainly talk about that this hour as we've seen some attacks on, on police officers in New York by uh, these illegal so-called migrants or uh, those that have gotten in here and clearly don't consider the the rule of law something that they care about either if they even know what that is um also you know i just i, I look at these threats that we talk about not only tim kane in the u.s senate doing the things he's doing and not doing the things he should be doing uh so common along many 
many people that have been in there become career politicians. You are not that. In fact, you're running, I, I you know, agree somewhat reluctantly because why would you want to do that after a successful career that's still going, helping so many? But as you realize this backstory for those that are new to Jonathan Emord, even after defeating the U.S. FDA eight times, we're world record in court finding that the FDA thumbed its nose at the court orders, limiting its power in certain circumstances so that we would have some semblance of freedom of speech when it comes to natural health and healing and dietary supplements. And so your you know, conclusion was like, I got to do more. Not that, well, I did all I could, just going to go away and retire and enjoy the nest egg I built to go in there and serve and gen- genuinely serve to restore and uh, preserve something that is worth restoring and preserving our constitution, our basis for limited government, enumerated powers exclusively that uh, grant the federal government a a very narrow realm of what it can do and allowing the majority of the freedom to the states and the people, of course, respectively. And that goes into some things we talked about with Article 1, Section 10, the Tenth Amendment regarding our borders. You've written an article I mentioned at the top of the hour, Constitution Favoring Texas. Seems like that's gaining traction that these states are now coming on board to support Texas and, and the governor there pushing back against the Biden administration that's trying to say you have no authority to protect your own borders. Yep, uh, we have a situation that's a real constitutional crisis there in Eagle Pass, uh, Texas, where in that Shelby Park, uh, the federal government says, no, it's our park, and the state government says, no, it's our park, and the state government has put in the state National Guard, and has uh, called down, called out, the Governor Abbott's called out the National Guard too, and they're now in there, and they have all of the concertina wire, concertina wire all spread across there, 47 acres, and they have all of these uh, barriers that they've put up, and they are arresting illegals, and they are ex- deporting them. They're kicking them out of the country. This is exactly what Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution allows. It's called the State Self-Defense Clause. And uh, I, you know, the Constitution is so brilliant. It anticipates situations where the federal government will not perform its duties. We're not where, so it both has the federal government under Article 4, Section 4, guaranteeing the states a Republican form of government and guaranteeing them protection against insurrection and rebellion, but it also has a, a, a reciprocal power in the states to independently act to defend themselves. It includes the militia, multiple provisions on, on the militia, which is a, uh, the, the last best defense of free people for a free government and for law and order. And then also it has provisions for state self-defense. And what we're talking about here is Governor Abbott invoking Article 1, Section 10, upon declaring there to be an invasion, which unquestionably there is, of illegals coming into the country. And you have all these pundits, even uh, uh, Jonathan Turley, who I frequently agree with, uh, constitutional scholar at George Washington University, he was a little reluctant to admit that uh, the Article 1, Section 10 was actually an independent power of the state uh, to defend the state against an invasion of this kind. Uh, there are others who've reinterpreted what invasion means. They say, oh, oh, that's only when there's a, a foreign government army invading the United States. Not at all true. The founding fathers well understood the term 
uh, to not equate with enemy, but to be broader, to include enemy, but not to limited to it. Enemy was understood to be a foreign power. Uh, the term invasion refers to any illegal entry, a criminal trespass, which is what this is. James Madison invoked Article 1, Section 10. He wrote about it and he discussed it actually in the Virginia Ratifying Convention. He said that smugglers had come into Virginia intent on committing acts of crime, did not say they actually committed crimes. He said they were smugglers and they arrived and they were then, uh, they, they, they marshaled the militia and then they rounded them up and they kicked them out of Virginia. And he invoked Article 1, Section 10 for that. He gave that as, a, as an illustration of the meaning of Article 1, Section 10. Hmm. So um, it's very clear to me that this provision applies and that the federal government has abdicate, abnegated, abnegated, given up mm -hmm. power by not enforcing the federal law against illegal entry, completely refusing to. And by the commander in chief, not defending our borders, not at all, not from human entry, not even from aerial entry, not even from violation of airspace by drones. A lot of people don't realize this, but the China balloon is nothing compared to the incursions every single day across our southern border with drones, including predator style drones, massive drones and numerous small drones doing surveillance. Some of these, most of these perhaps are from the cartels, but we have no way of knowing. And these could be foreign powers as well and probably are. And the cartels may be performing espionage on behalf of the cartels and observing our uh, installations along the southern part of the United States. I mean, this is what we don't know because the, the Biden administration does not interdict this entry. Uh, I think, I think Canada protects its border uh, next to the United States more than we protect our border to Mexico. And again, this isn't a slide on Mexico necessarily either, because many of the people that are uh, entering are not even Mexican. They're coming from all over the world. We talked about, you know, Chinese uh, folks, uh, people of, uh, uh, you know, certainly warfaring age, just walking across and like, for what reason, what are they here for? Uh, These people I, are not vetted. They are not required to, uh, relinquish their uh, their allegiance to their foreign countries to come in. There's no vetting at all. So they remain foreign uh, 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 agents. <clears throat> They're individuals who have not relinquished their allegiance to a foreign power. And so they are absolutely uncontrolled. I mean, anyone can come in. And you think that if anyone can come in, if there's no activity to stop them, <clears throat> these are not agents of a foreign power. Mm -hmm. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. And Listen. and you have um, that foreign power is either a foreign country or it's the cartels. And the cartels are also operating profitably on behalf of foreign uh, enemies of the United States. Could, could the governor of Texas declare, is that within their purview under Article 1, Section 10 or whatever, uh, that these cartels are actually terrorist organizations? Because they are. Well, sure. Um he all he needs to do, and he's already done it, is declare that Texas is is experiencing an invasion. And once that is true, once he declares it, he then has power under Article One, Section Ten, and that power is actually war power. He possesses the power to do whatever is necessary to defend 
the people of Texas and the state of Texas, which includes the arrest, detention, and expulsion of illegal aliens, and that's what he's doing. And, and that is indispensable for the defense of the lives and liberty and property of the people of Texas. I mean, they've been overrun. Their property has been destroyed. The incidence of violent crime has gone way up. They have sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Remember, terrorists coming across the southern border are oftentimes coming through San Diego, and they're also coming through Eagle Pass, Texas, and they're coming through other points all along the southern border. Uh, and if that's not considered an invasion, I don't know what is. I mean, how do you how do you define an invasion not to include agents of foreign powers? How do you define the term invasion not to include criminals intent on harming American citizens and agents of a, a effectively a nation, the cartels, which have their own military and their own uh, armored personnel carriers and uh, Humvees and everything else. I mean, they have improvised explosive devices. They have all sorts of weapons. They have automatic weapons of various kinds. They're indistinguishable from a uh, foreign power. The mere fact that they are a syndicate, a criminal syndicate, does not mean that they're not a foreign power. They are a foreign power. They're a country, effectively, resident within Mexico, independently operating outside of the government with their own system of government and their own interests in pursuing criminal activity in the United States. It's also a myth that they're not in the United States. The cartels are in the United Very States so, yeah. through their agents who are engaged in sex trafficking, drug trafficking, all sorts of crime, extortion, bribery, fraud. And this is Biden's legacy. This is what this brainless potted plant yeah. has done to America. If he has a thought in the world, it's a thought that is destructive to this country. Look at what he's done. I mean, look yeah, at how many I, lives I, have been lost as a result of Biden. Why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we no. talking about what he has cost in terms of trillions of dollars of American property destroyed, of people whose lives have been lost? How about all the people who have been attacked and assaulted, murdered, or permanently injured by illegal aliens like these police who are? Yeah, let's take a look at this, y'all. This is a, a out of New York a video footage from, I believe, yesterday. A mob of migrants near uh, 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 some kind of homeless shelter, taxpayer funded, uh, attack viciously. Super Don, can you put that up on the screen? I don't even like to look at it, but, um, you know, this is the kind of thing that the real harm that's happening. And, you know, a lot of the things we're talking about, Jonathan, now you predicted we've talked about when Biden became president. You said th this is inevitably what's going to happen. Here we are witnessing it. Uh, Super D, can, are you able to put that up on screen? I don't know uh, if it's if it's working. I see like some stuff on there, but the article is there. There you go. Look at this. Uh, it's just. Oh, I mean, you know, this is and, 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 and Robert. Under the under the woke agenda for law enforcement in New York, which is Soros backed, right? The Soros backed agenda of of anti incarceration. Every one of these people who've committed assault, battery, even trying to to cause permanent bodily injury to these officers have been released. They were arrested, then they were brought in, and because of their no cash bail policy and their release policy, mm -hmm. they put them right back on the street. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. These people are violent. 
They have assaulted police. We have got to ensure that they pay a price for that. And they are here illegally and they get to roam the streets of New York and wreak havoc everywhere. But it's not just New York, it's all over the place. And you know, people like Tim Kaine who just celebrate this, they say, oh yeah, you know, uh, th this is the kind of thing we need to do for equity, for the sake of equity, whatever that is. Yeah, well, it's a communist agenda to reduce uh, everybody into peasant status, begging for scraps from the government while the elite, as in any communist country, uh, enjoy the spoils of everybody else's labor, toiling in, uh, you know, basically poverty levels uh, through collectivism that leads to this. Uh, also, you got in the meantime, Biden, President Biden having, you know, I don't know if these are fireside chats with uh, Elmo, the Muppet from Sesame Street. Here you have the most horrific things happening. This moron who's standing right behind the idea of having the United States military called to Texas, making, you know, outrageous threats against the governor of Texas for defending his people. He uh, apparently has a pastime here, which is probably appropriate for him. Yeah. Talking to Elmo. But, you know, what a disgrace. What does the world think? when there are all of these crises going on and the uh, person who is the commander in chief of the United States hasn't the brain power sufficient to cope with any of it and instead ends up on Sesame Street. Do we have I a mean, video clip of this Super Don, by the way? Because I haven't seen the first time I read about it. He really is. He's a puppet and he's a yeah. muppet. <laughs> yeah, he's a, lot a of, muppet puppet. Really uh, is. A, lo a lot of, of the reaction to this has been people making that point, uh, you know, that he's he's hanging out with the other puppet. Um, and yeah. stuff. Muppet so and puppet. Yeah. this was actually, if you, if you look at the tweet, um, here is the, the, the tweet that, that Biden wrote now, you know, I know a guy who knows a guy, yeah. uh, yeah. and, and he happened to be there when they were discussing about what Biden should be saying on the tweet. And he actually recorded the audio uh, from that. So this is what Biden actually said here. You can read along on, on the, uh, the tweet there. I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo's right. We have to be there for each other, offer our help to a neighbor in need, and above all else, ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. I mean, it's kind of nice, right? You know, I mean, it's yeah, a pleasant you thing. Say, but you say something like that, and you treat the people of Texas and on the border <laughs> as if they deserve no help whatsoever. You open the border and you allow right. There has to be. And you say yeah. something like that, that you ought to stand up and help your neighbor. If it's true. A lot of people were, make, were making that point. There's got to yeah. be a rest of the story here, Super that, Don. Well, yeah, actually, you know, because, you know, listen, Biden, God bless him. He does he does the best he can. But yeah, when, they, when he was going through trying to read the script, uh, there were a couple places where he kind of went off script. Uh -oh. And then they had they had to edit those parts out. I actually have a couple of those those parts that they edited out. The first part was this. Clouds are actually the Earth's way of storing extra cotton candy, which is why they look so fluffy. <laughs> uh, and then and there was another one they had to edit out uh, that didn't quite make it onto the tweet. If you whisper a secret to a plant, it will grow shoes and walk away to keep the secret safe. <laughs> That's not unlike what I know a guy who said. knows a guy. Yeah. You know? Oh, good Lord. It's embarrassing. Uh, that's the guy that somehow it, it, made it's the thing. It's the it's the thing. <laughs> right. No, it's the thing.
Oh, and the and the, the responses are really priceless because they are pointing out the things Jonathan you're you're pointing out as well and and more. Uh, you know, one said you're just like Elmo, a puppet, right? You know, it's obviously. Uh, let's see what else, bro. We lost three service members in a terrorist attack, and the president is tweeting about Sesame Street. Wrote another. Right. Um, Focus like a laser on important issues. Another joked, and it's not a parody account, really. And uh, another wrote, you're all outraged, but this is the exact thing Obama pulled for eight years as a distraction and the media was thought it was cool, right? How many times did they go to Elmo, sneezing to your elbow for flu long before COVID? I mean, these are absurd. You know, uh, this guy is so, you know, one of the things, all right, yeah, he's uh, he's mentally and, and uh, physically challenged to an extreme degree. But what he does have and what he had all his professional career, and I use that in small p because he's been a, a career politician, um, is this idea that he's more important than the rest of us. The basic fundamental idea is that uh, he loves himself more than he loves this country, and he demonstrates that every day. The whole influence peddling scam that he's involved in, the millions of dollars that he siphoned away from enemies of the United States to pay for his home in Delaware and, and to live lavishly at our expense, to use our country as a as a vehicle for sale, to, to basically give up on America, to open the borders, to do nothing to protect us, to trash the fossil fuel backbone of the American economy, destroy energy independence, not stand up for our soldiers from the start of his administration, not stand up for our soldiers, allow them to be and our citizens, allow the military to be evacuated from Afghanistan before the civilians got out. I mean, all of this stuff is over and over again saying that this guy really doesn't give a hoot about any of us. He doesn't care. You know, he goes to an area of tragedy that people don't even want him to go there, go to an area of tragedy, and then he talks about himself. Every time he seems to go somewhere where there's a tragedy, mm -hmm. he ends up talking about his own life. This guy is so detached and so self-absorbed by his actions and by his words we know that he loves himself greatly, so much so that he's willing to sell out the rest of us to profit himself. And that is just so sad. Here we have the greatest country on earth and it's being run by a blithering idiot, but a blithering idiot who is so self-absorbed that he really doesn't care. I mean, look at all the people who've been injured, Robert. Physical injury, suffered, uh, theft of their property, the smash and grab incidents, the the arson, the abuse of people all since his administration. And he's done nothing for the American people. They come last. Who does he seem to care about? It's actually himself. But he opens the borders. He gives first class treatment. He gives welfare, food stamps, Medicare, excuse me, Medicaid. Um, free education, free transportation anywhere in the United States to these people who are coming across illegally and the only party determining who gets in are the criminal cartels. They're deciding who gets in. I mean, it, can anybody, is there any rationality left? 
is there anybody with integrity left in the White House? Wouldn't you resign rather than be affiliated with this man? Wouldn't you, if you had self-respect, if you love this country, wouldn't you distance yourself as far as possible from this guy? And yet the Democrats wed themselves to him. He's going to be their standard bearer, apparently. Yeah, there, until until what other nefarious plot that they have afoot to put another globalist, collectivist, communist in his place should he not make it through the campaign trail this year? It's, have, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a destructive thing. It's a thing. If you hate this country, I guess this is what you do. If you hate this country, you put a blithering idiot in charge of it. You put someone who will sell out to China, who will give over the whole country to people who don't uh, pledge allegiance to the United States, who don't even understand the Constitution or the rule of law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to pause for a moment. And once again, I'm just seeing things pop up on my feed, including uh, my mom from this weekend. She just turned 90, Jonathan. (laughs) And, and we, happy birthday. Yeah. We were there celebrating with her and, and where was she celebrating on the dance floor at 90 and she's twirling. Like, I don't know if I can twirl at my age, like she does on the dance floor at 90. And uh, you know, I want to point out, someone who has been in this country as a, a legal immigrant came in, uh, in the 1960s, married my dad, who was from Brooklyn at the time and lived in Far Rockaway growing up in New York. So a lot of interesting history there and, and loves this country too, loves freedom. And, you know, as she's aged, of course, there's certain things she can't do like she did before, but still how many people are, are not, make it to 90, much less can still dance. And I remember a few years back where she was complaining, she was being penalized because she didn't want to take part in Medicare Part D, which is the prescription drug coverage plan, because she says, I don't take drugs. I don't do drugs because I'm I'm her son. And I have all the remedies she needs, and she does, including dietary supplements and other things. And, you know, we see that despite the bureaucracy, despite the overwhelming power grab by the federal government in regards to our health, our ability to care for ourselves the way we want. She's been able to maintain health and fight back for health when she had was losing it with things like Folium PX, you know, our friend, uh, Bob Riorn, who's also a big supporter of yours, Jonathan, and uh, uh, the, the whole family at Cardio Miracle who have put out and done this despite obstacles, you know, and we know our friends at the Alliance for natural health and Dr. Robert Verkirk has done extensive science and studies on a lot of the things that we utilize here and have to fight constantly against the FDA's attempt to censor us, much less the FTC who you've battled with as well. And I bring this up as these, these are the real stories. In addition to the right to triac, which you helped, you know, try to bring about when Ron Paul was still in Congress, eventually got taken through Ron Paul to uh, Donald Trump as president to sign it into law. Uh, There are still so many people dying every day because our federal government says you're not allowed to know certain things. You're not allowed to have certain things that are not approved of by them. An agency that's been captured lock, stock and barrel by a pharmaceutical industry that cares not for your health, even though there may be some drugs legitimately that you could use to save your, your life. But to dominate in monopoly fashion, to eliminate any competition, just as the AMA was founded to wipe out homeopathy a century ago now almost, we have this history that we're overcoming. As I talk about the philosophy, right, being able to intellectually engage like you will do in the United States Senate when you get elected to defeat Tim Kaine. It's not just about 
How can we get the votes? We also have to educate, inform and engage in a way that very few there are doing and that you can do. You do every day and you'll do in the U.S. Senate. So I just wanted to acknowledge mom and her journey as well as an American now and how she's had to do things despite the obstacles the federal government lays in her path, even as one of our elders here in America. Well, Robert, your your mom is substantially older than Joe Biden. And her cognitive skill, her ability to dance is pristine. And here you have this guy who's been pampered his whole life, who has really uh, been a horrible person. I mean, he plagiarized. He uh, did so famously. He lies almost every word. The guy is chronically lying. He's a pathological liar, it seems. And... um, He's gotten away with all this so much so that there he is in the White House and he doesn't even realize what's going on most of the time, I suspect. But he's their rubber stamp. He's their puppet. He's their Elmo. And uh, he does their bidding for them, you know, and it's it's disgusting. And they have no problem with that. They have no problem. Nancy Pelosi knows he's a blithering idiot. But she gets on there and says, oh, this is the greatest president that we've had in history. This is a, he's brilliant. He's just not understood. He's there. You know, he's he's not a potted plant. He's not. He has he has a lot going on up there, really. And, um, you know, people shouldn't make fun of him. They shouldn't uh, criticize him for wandering off the podium or saying incoherent things. Um, you know, don't, that's just rude. And then the media fawning over the idiot. I mean, you have the, the media is so disgusting as well. You've got all these people making excuses for him and variously saying that this guy is, oh boy, he's sharp now, you know. Okay, so he might have had a little episode there, but boy, he's back on his game there, Robert. Robert, he's going to, you know, I mean, mm. he's going to be the uh, Boris Spotsky of the 22nd century. He'll be there still and he'll be, uh, outdoing all the Russians. He'll actually win every complicated uh, sport uh, that requires mental uh, uh, ability. The man is a genius. I mean, let's face it, Robert. Joe Biden is sharp as a wit. He is sharp as a tack. And he's also a person who uh, really he's a genius. And he's such a, a mastermind of global strategy and uh, of the best interests of the American people always at heart in that man. Yeah. By the you way, know, you know, all, all, of, uh, all, all of those, you know, illegal immigrants coming in, doing all kinds of destruction or just basically sucking off the taxpayers uh, uh, dime, which, you know, that's problematic to me that people have been suckered into uh, uh, paying for a government that is larger than any government in history, which is, you know, the is just not what our founders had intended, but they warned us against because, not only would it uh, cause the you know potential uh, you know of doing things around the world that are not necessarily constitutional, but how about at home, the invasion of our own lives, liberties, and property? As we talk constantly about our freedom to be not molested by int- you know intrusive government injections, for instance, uh, and and then you know now we have these illegals coming in, beating up cops or anybody. This guy gets out. I'm just seeing some pictures of the, the main guy that was attacking the. He's flipping off the the cameraman. He's coming out with no bail, like nothing happened. Like he knows. No, what are you going to do about it? I mean, this is the flaunting at this yeah. point. It's like talk about hanging by a thread. You know, well, it, it's humiliating. It is. Uh, 
a spitting in the face of the American people. It is it is really telling us it's loathsome. It's telling us that you think you have a country, you don't. You think that you have a rule of law, you don't. You think you can do anything to stop us from destroying your country, you can't. And that's really what they're saying. And Joe Biden is four square for him. He'll keep those borders open. He'll keep more of them coming through. He'll do nothing to stop the anti-incarceration agenda. Nothing to stop defunding of the police. Doesn't care if you lose your life, your property, your liberty. As long as these people are accommodated. That's what he's about. So give up the country, give up everything you own, turn it over. When I was at the border, I went up to one of these people, NGO guy, came over to me and he said, um, you, we, we, you Americans, you're colonists. You don't own the land. You don't own the United States. This fellow here from Ecuador owns the United States. This is his land. You invaded it. You took it over. And it's, this, this is communism, of course. And they, that does, they say, hey, look, um, based on his ethnicity, based on his race. And I said, look, this guy from Ecuador, he has no ownership in, of American land. He has no right or title or interest in our property at all. He's come here from his country. He might have something there, but he has nothing here. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, well, we've occupied his land. I said, this is not his land. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, we're imperial. We're imperialists. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean? Uh, I'll tell you, I paid for the property that I own. I don't know about you, but I paid for the property that I own. It's mine. It's not his. What right or title does he have to my property? You know, and they just have this ridiculous, nonsensical, fanciful view that because this person is regarded by them as somebody who's deserving of mm -hmm. a privilege, that they can take our rights away and give it to them. Right. Well, and these people coming from countries that have no concept of private property, which is the, the you know, derivation of all rights come from private property. You don't get rights when you don't have ownership. And of course, the ultimate ownership is your own body, which, you know, unfortunately, our federal government claimed it owned as it mandated many of the American people to get an injection that is proven to be horribly disastrous that we pointed out from the get go and were censored because of it. And we were right then and we're right now. Uh, so as we talk about an issue of like federalism, there's an article here, it's another Brownstone article goes into, I guess, some fundamental philosophies or you know, kind of looking at things in maybe a different way about federalizing central governments. Could it fix federalism? It's kind of a funny thing to ask. But the concept of having a small centralized uh, government that was authorized to do very limited number of things and that which it wasn't authorized to do was reserved for the states and the people respectively, as we talk about the 10th Amendment to the Constitution, part of the Bill of Rights that grants no rights to us but acknowledges rights that precede or pre-exist government, which again, never before been tried in the history of governments that have all been about the, the sovereignty of the government or who owns it or who runs it, or in the case of kings and queens and emperors past. And in communism, you have oligarchies, of course, uh, and we have one, a huge one that you've been battling for decades now and intend to go into the United States Senate and uh, dismantle with every ounce of your energy 
to do that. And I'm excited for that. Are there people that you still need to get out there in the Commonwealth of Virginia to collect signatures to get you on the ballot in every county or every area of Virginia? How's it going there? We sure do, Robert. We need all the volunteers we can get. If people go to emordforva.com and sign up to be a volunteer, uh, that will be greatly appreciated. We're doing well with this. I mean, we have people all over the states getting signatures, oftentimes at five or six locations uh, spread all over the state at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. We've acquired thousands of signatures to date, and we have a lot more to go. We have to get 10,000 minimum, but we're shooting for like 15,000 to be sure that we get on the ballot. We need Mm -hmm. 400 in each of 11 congressional districts. We're getting 800 in each of those districts. There's superstars that work for us uh, who are out there every single day. Uh, Claude Harris, Ann Parker, who's the petition director, Larry and Sherry Fox. Um, uh, There's just, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And, and these people um, who are just totally with us on freedom, who understand that freedom is at stake, that this election is going to determine largely whether we can bring back liberty and defend it in America or we'll lose it. By the way, that dog you see right there, that's Frank. <laughs> that's my, yep. that's my uh, French bulldog, Frank. Frank? What's up, Frank? Come over and be on TV, Frank. <laughs> There he is. Hi, Frank. There he is. Look at him go. Boy. And if he could right, vote for you, he would. Too. I'm going to bring Frank up if he'll do yeah, that. Yeah, come on in there. By the way, Super right, Don, Frank. put up the next event we have officially. There might be more, but on Wednesday, February 7th, The Bagel and I is hosting a meet and greet with Jonathan E. Mord in Lynchburg, Virginia. In fact, when I was up there with you, we did. We went to Lynchburg, Virginia, I think, and we might have hit a little, uh, I don't know if it was a diner or something, but the people were really enthusiastic meeting you there all the, all those months ago. But Frank is awesome. Look at that. And uh, I, I guess. <laughs> this is my my uh, beautiful French bulldog, Frank. He's my buddy. And uh, this is a dog that loves freedom. Mm-hmm. This dog who understands more than joe biden does he has <laughs> see he just yawned at the name biden yes biden bores him to Good death reaction too, too uh unsophisticated but this is frank frank is a freedom loving dog frank is really what america is all about right frank frank hmm. how you doing, buddy how you doing so if you, I don't know if Frank's coming on the uh, campaign tour or not, but I know, as I said, you'll be in Lynchburg, Virginia, February 7th, 1130 a.m. to 1230 uh, p.m. So a, kind of a midday lunch thing uh, at the Bagel and I. And that's at, uh, let's see, 20584 Timberlake Road, Lynchburg, Virginia. And there's a registration page if you go to emord 4 va if you'd like to meet and greet with Jonathan, support him there. Or as we showed before, if you'd like to volunteer to help out, if you're in Virginia, you can contribute to Jonathan's campaign from wherever you are. The unfortunate thing is they've made it uh, cost prohibitive to run against George Soros money. But Jonathan has a message that is resonating beyond the money even. But I would encourage you, if you can, support him in every little way because you're actually covering the gas and hotel when needed of those people that are volunteering to go around the state getting those signatures right now. And that's just, uh, you know, the way those those things are run. Uh, and uh, we're going to see it see it through to the end as you displace and replace Tim Kaine in the U.S. Senate for Virginia because it'll affect in, in positive and powerful ways everybody of every state here in these United States for the better. In addition yeah, to all the I mean, things we do. Frank wants to be free. He wants to live in a free country. He does not like communism one bit. 
He's all about the American Republic. Frank is like the Marquis de Lafayette. He has French origins, but he loves America. He, he in fact, he his head almost looks like he has a tricorn hat on. <laughs> with his ears going back like that. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Frank is really just precious. Doesn't everybody love Frank? Everyone should love Frank. Yes. Now, I, I'm heading out after the show to an autism health summit in uh, San Antonio, Texas. And many people that are into health freedom are going to learn about you, Jonathan, because I'll let everybody know if they don't already know. Uh, also, uh, we'll be doing uh, a live um panel discussion on health freedom again we did it in october at the health freedom expo we're going to do it also via i think zoom or some other form a virtual one in addition to all of the other access points that you get thanks to trinity school of natural health and trinityschool.org and trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com february 17th and 18th will be the virtual health freedom expo and uh, i think our friend diane miller and others will join us in that panel discussion remotely and you'll have for 35 bucks, three months access to everything we did in October that even if you were there with us, you couldn't see it all and you missed some. So you want to access that as a, as a wonderful uh, tool for freedom and understand why, again, why I support my friend Jonathan E. Moore to become the next U.S. Senator in Virginia. So that's coming up uh, what, just a couple of weeks from now. It's coming up really quickly. And in the midst of your campaign tra travels, uh, we'll get you on and we'll do that uh, live uh, health freedom discussion. Sounds good, Robert. You know, I think that I'm hopeful we'll do another one of those uh, telethons. It was very successful. I think we should do another one. We might not all get together. We might do it through remote connections, mm -hmm. but I think we ought to uh, plan on that. And we'll a lot of that people, out there too. A lot of people actually saw that telethon. A lot of people have mentioned on the campaign trail. Believe it or not, they said, "Hey, Bill, you know, I saw that. Saw you on Mike Adams' telethon." And you were there too, Robert. I don't. I, maybe they mistook you for Mike, but that would be a compliment, though. I, yeah. I would. I wouldn't mind being mistaken. No, not at all. Not at all. We appreciate Mike and his support as well, and we'll we'll get together and do it again. So, all right, have fun with Frank there as you hit the campaign trail. And uh, as I mentioned, Lynchburg, Virginia, next one I see on the seventh of February. If you guys can join Jonathan there or sign up, become volunteers. Any way to help him, we're here for you, Jonathan, and we'll see you uh, next week, if not before. All right. Well, Frank. Uh, Frank, say goodbye, Frank. Here, Frank. <laughs> bye bye sorry frank see you guys all right. appreciate you. you all right we got a lot more health freedom and healing liberty to go on the robert scott bell show uh we've got an hour two from we the patriots usa brian festa they have a new documentary film out that's uh just it's extraordinary uh called shot dead we'll talk about that in a whole lot more we got a homeopathic hit related to where you sit yeah i'm not kidding another one yeah there are a bunch of remedies that'll help you there so thank you for being here god bless you all be back in just a moment for hour two of the robert scott bell show where i remind you that the power to heal is yours Well, I have to acknowledge once again, I mean, I, reluctantly, no, not reluctantly, the wondrous Super Don, my humble and lovable producer and what he did. I don't know how he tracked down that, uh, you know, out outtake audio of the tweet with Elmo in mind from President Joe Biden. Super, I just don't know. You outdid yourself. I don't know how you do it. Just don't know. I've been doing this for a while, you know, you I mean, been. you get to know people and um, I really like, I, I, I just... I don't know. If you whisper a secret to a plant, 
it will grow shoes and walk away to keep the secret safe. <laughs> That's pretty profound. That's a, oh my gosh, deep philosophical confusion, I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh, that made me laugh. Thank you for that. Needed a little bit of laughter. Well, as we always do, Super D. Need a little bit, maybe a lot of laughter. We got Brian Festa coming up in a few minutes here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We the Patriots USA. It's been a while to have it since we had him on. I miss him. I love him. He's a, he's an amazing, amazing man and uh, doing great, great, great work. I can't say enough about him, and I'll let him say stuff in a moment. <laughs> Believe it or not, I will. Yeah, I will. They've got really? a big documentary out uh, called Shot Dead. Uh, we're going to talk about it and uh, see what's up and how you guys can view it and share it if you haven't done so already. Uh, let's see, we got, uh, in addition to, you know, the EMORD upcoming events and the, the Health Freedom Expo, uh, right now I think there's a couple more days left of the uh, plant-based, uh, what, what was that one called? We had her on last week. Plant-based beginner's boot camp. Those that you want to shift your diet and see if you can do a little bit more plant-based, if you feel that's right for you, again, uh, want to give you the options. We don't judge you here, but we give you options. Free five-day plant-based challenge. Even if it started already, you can sign up for free. And then uh, they usually have a replay weekend, too, if you want to join in. And just click on that link, Plant-Based Beginners Boot Camp. Mentioned that right after the show, I'm darting out to uh, San Antonio, Texas, for the Autism Health Summit with Dr. Andy Wakefield, Del Bigtree, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Brian Hooker, and many others. More than I can, yeah, I'd be doing the whole show on who's going there at this event. It's going to be a great reunion. And I'll be broadcasting live from there tomorrow with some guests that may or may not be there. I don't, Lisa Hill may or may not be there. I don't know. I hope she is. Uh, also, um, 10th Amendment Center, you know him, Michael Bolden will be joining us remotely, and we'll catch up with him as well in the second hour tomorrow. In addition to the Autism Health Summit, we move on down the upcoming events tab. You see the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. We just mentioned that with Jonathan Emord. That's online and virtual through the Whova app, 17th and 18th of February. Then back to Atlanta in March, 8th, 9th, and 10th for the Functional Medicine Summit Expo, World Wellness Weekend. Thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. A lot of good friends will be reunioning there in Atlanta. Get to see mom as well. And then the following weekend, We've got the third annual Next Steps Conference, next-steps.info, March 14th through 17th, uh, Lake Lanier Islands Resort, and it's a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of activities indoor and outdoor at that event, so you won't be just stuck inside the whole time. Then uh, in April, we've got Be Healthy Utah. Uh, I think this is the third annual, maybe fourth. I can't imagine. Yep, we're going back. Discount codes uh, can be used for a two-day ticket. Uh, I mentioned the Robert Scott Bell Show, RSB. Usually you get some kind of discount, but Sandy, Utah, that's a suburb of Salt Lake. That's April 19th and 20th. Then we have the RSB Show family reunion, thanks to Leslie. And uh, this is her homestead with her family, with James and the kids. They're amazing. Joplin, Missouri, 14th, 15th, and 16th of June. And also, if you'd like, you can hit South Dakota for the Red Pill Expo. We'll talk more about that. And we've got also, just briefly, I want to mention Pluck. You guys, I got some. I brought some to my mom. I need to get some more, though. But it's uh, the Redmond Sea Salt added uh, into uh, basically a wonderful blend of the organ meats in a, you know, a desiccated and dried way. Um, no, not desiccated with glyphosate. Pure organic quality, grass-fed quality. So you can get those minerals from a food source in addition to things we talk about here. So you can check out Pluck. They have a code RSB20 to get 20% off. It's it's yummy and delicious. I put it on eggs, put it on a lot of good stuff. So you got that going on as well. Uh, today, I've, I've had to in, imbibe in what? A lot of CBD. <laughs> the certified organic U.S. grown CBD hemp products from Nutritional Frontiers because it's been one of those mornings I wake up and suddenly things don't go as you had planned them. Uh, 
things you thought had, had you had completed and been accomplished. What is my son doing in, in the studio? What are you doing here? Lunch. Oh, this lunch is not in the studio. Everybody say hi to Elijah. Join it in. Which camera? It's that one. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you. Give me a hug. Oh, I get my adjustments from hugs from my son. He just right, right there. And it's all, all good. So, uh, uh, we have, uh, uh, what was I talking? I was talking about the CBD because it was like, you wake up and you're like, okay, I've got this agenda plan. I'm going to get through the show, head to the airport, except that the things that were done were either not done properly or something happened on this, this, this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how is this possible? I didn't panic. Remember the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Don't panic <laughs> and find a way through it. We've been able to navigate it. Plus, uh, I was on Stu Peter's program and they were having so many technical difficulties before the show today. It was had plenty of time to do it. And then it turned out like 10 minutes before the show, finally I'm on going in like one or two minutes into my show before I joined Super Don in progress before we brought Jonathan Emord up. So it's it's that kind of day. So I'm just going to give you a heads up for our R2 uh, listeners and viewers if there is a bonus round, it will because be because Super Don has some stuff to say, to unload, to lay out for you. We don't know if that'll happen yet, but I'm just saying it, it could be one of those things where, uh, what, what, come back with my show. Super Don will take over in the bonus round because I'm going to have to dart out to the airport. As I said, we got Brian Fester coming up in just a couple of minutes. want to say thank you as well to Bobri Oren. He's going to be with me in San Antonio, Texas at the Autism Health Summit. You got, I know Lori Harvey's already there. I got, I got word from Seth Quinto from uh, Natural Immunogenics. We've got the Sovereign Copper. We got the Sovereign Silver. We got the Argentin 23 all is going to be there. We got Cardio Miracle there. But again, if you're just hearing it for the first time, or if you're hearing it for the hundredth time, I'm going to keep saying it. Not till I turn blue in the face because I still take my Cardio Miracle. I'm circulating just fine. The stuff that's helped my mom when she was at her lowest point in the latter part of COVID years, with or without COVID, was when we were introduced to the, the Folium products. And God bless Bobri, sending those to my mom, saved her life, I believe so. She got energy, she got sleep again. She was dancing, not only on her 89th birthday, but now on her 90th. And I call her up, mom, you take your Folium? Yep, take it every day. And so you guys wanna try it out. You gotta ask questions. Bobri will be there with us in San Antonio. You can watch the live stream as well. There's info at Folium PX. You can call the office or you can text Bobbery if you have questions at 818-926-3124. 818-926-3124. Remember, the, mention the Robert Scott Bell Show, RSB10 to get a little discount as well and share the good news. Share the great news. Now, what else is, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but it's typical news. Uh, just real briefly, the NIH abruptly halted research on the harms of cell phone radiation. Really? Now, I was talking with Super Don before the show, as we do. We meet when I have a moment. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, where are you? And then I show up on the show at the last minute. <laughs> but remember when I asked the question, hey, honey, I was talking to my wife, not, not my radio honey, Super Don, but my wife, honey. Honey, uh, why do you think the NIH abruptly halted research on the harms of cell phone radiation? Do you remember what her answer was without hesitation? Because they found out that it was it was causing problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, we can't. We gotta stop studying this because we might find out something that we'll have to report that will impact those that own and control us. You know, the the research grants to NIH coming from taxpayers very often, sometimes from money that mm. big pharma gets or other uh, the telecommunications industry well, has a monopoly. Yeah, it's and and listen, it, it, was she right? What uh, does it say in the article? 
Yeah, oh, it absolutely acknowledges that. The decision comes despite results from the program's carefully engineered and reviewed decade-long $30 million animal studies that found cancer, heart damage, and DNA damage associated with exposure to cell phone radio frequency radiation at levels comparable to those experienced by mm -hmm. Americans today. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, you know, it, it just, I was, I was just kind of skimming over, the, you know, the, the, the takeaways from the article. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the reasons they give apparently for stopping the research is this organization, it's called the National Toxicology Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the ones that were looking into this. They cited the high cost and technical challenges of the studies as reason for discontinuing research on on the wireless radiation. Really? It's now just, tell me, it's, you know, it's just too expensive. What Robert. study? What studies are they talking about that they're doing that aren't expensive and aren't technically challenging to do? Every study meets that same definition. I would like to see the budget. Yeah of the National Toxicology Project and see what, what are they spending money on that it's more important than something that they, in their own studies, have mm. shown to be causing cancer. Yeah. Well, can you imagine if, if they found like a, a toxicological uh, component of a dietary supplement that they were studying and they found out there might be some impact that's bad and then they said, now nah, we're not going to study this anymore because it's just too technically it's, difficult. It's, and, a, and it, it's too expensive. Too yeah. yeah. Tell me expensive. that was going to happen. No. It's uh, technical, technically challenging. Yeah. In this article, it says the, the civilian government's decision to stop research on cell phone radiation is consistent with the Chinese proverb. If you don't want to know, don't ask. Right. Because you can't you find what you're not looking Ign for. Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. And it's not because it's devastatingly dangerous. And, you know, there are there are people out there, Super D, even today that go, well, if, yeah, the cell phone radiation, it was really dangerous. The government will warn us about it. Hopelessly naive is an understatement. Dumb as a rock, perhaps more accurate. And I'm not trying to be mean, but good Lord, if anybody takes the position that if it were dangerous, the government would know and would warn us. I just, I... I, this is where I become a millennial temporarily. And I say, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even, I mean, how do you, how do you, do you, do you know people like that? Are they friends with you? That's hard. And I like to love people. I don't like to diss them and, and you know, but I'm like, it's hard to communicate with someone who takes the position. You know, I, I know that you're concerned, Robert, about the cell phone radiation and the vaccines and stuff, but if it were really dangerous, the government would not only know about it, but they would make sure we were protected. You lose, you lose at that point. What can you say? There's, the, there's no way in critical thinking skills, abandoned, lost, tossed, kind of like this toxicology program going, you know what? We found that it was problematic, but it's too complicated to study too much money. Forget it. Let's move on to something else. Like, Ooh, look how dangerous homeopathy is. For instance, watch the FDA, FTC go after that or other dietary supplements killing nobody. And how about, you know, the, the raw milk thing, super Don brought up yesterday, three people a year on average could be linked in any way to raw milk. Wrong. 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 Three people in 20 years? Three people in 20 years. So I kind of give them an overestimation just to give them a little leeway, but it's not even right. Three people in 20 years versus 100,000 minimum a year, meaning 2 million in uh, 20 years dying from FDA-approved pharmaceuticals, and yet raw milk is the danger? Yeah, Hello? it's point, point 0.15 people a year. Point one, so 15% yes. of you, you like <laughs> somebody might lose a toe. 
every year. Uh, uh, due three to three people milk. in 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah, darn we, incredible. And we need yeah. to raid uh, 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 dairies and, 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 and uh, farms yeah. uh, to get that dangerous raw milk yeah. that, that kills know, if, 0.15 if, people a year. If this absurdity that we talk about in terms of federal government protection of the people is, is is annoying you or bothering you, or if it makes your butt hurt, I've got a homeopathic remedy for you later. The homeopathic oh. hit of the day. It focuses on where you sit down. Again, there's been a few, but we got another one appropriate. So for all for the butt hurt people, we have something yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah. And then energy drinks and kids and their mental health. So if we can fit it in. Yes. But right now, our good pal Brian Festa joins us from We the Patriots USA. And he's a hero of mine. What he's doing is extraordinary. His team, his group, love them all. And I, I had so much fun visiting with them when we were up in uh, Idaho. And I hope that I'd be invited back if they ever do it again, because the folks there were just amazing. And I just enjoyed hanging out with them. Brian, welcome back to the Robert Bell Show. Thanks for having me back, Robert. Uh, absolutely. You will be welcome back anytime we do that. Um, we're not having another one this year, unfortunately. Got to sort of recover. Last year, sure. that was a huge undertaking for us. Uh, a lot of people don't realize because we do so many big things, right? They think we're this huge organization with hundreds of millions of dollars, and it really couldn't be further from the truth. So to put on a two-day conference, a star-studded conference like that, is not something we can do every single year. But as soon as we do have another one, yeah, you'll be on the list for sure. Well, you know, that's the only list I want to be on. So, uh, Brian, thank you. Uh, we have a lot to discuss and catch up on because it's been a while since you've been on. And I know we're going to talk about the Shot Dead documentary as well. Uh, you know, our friend Taryn Gregson did a lot there. and So many of you uh, work together. But there's a lot of projects that you, you do. And I want to make sure if we can touch on a little bit of everything, uh, that's what's going on currently, uh, what kind of support you need. And uh, is there anything right now hot off the presses that we need to know about that you guys are working on? So hot off the press is before we get into talking about Shot Dead, the, the latest breaking news was just yesterday, we learned that our Connecticut religious exemption lawsuit that is currently at the United States Supreme Court, we filed a what's called a cert petition, which is basically just an appeal um, of the Second Circuit dismissal. Um, and that is currently pending before the justices. They announced yesterday uh, and released the news to us that they will be conferencing on February 16th and our case is on the agenda to be uh, hopefully discussed and voted on wow. uh, on February 16th. If they vote to grant our appeal, that means we will get the opportunity to argue before the United States Supreme Court. I'll be flying out to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. along with Cameron Atkinson, our lead counsel, uh, in what will be probably the biggest moment of my legal career, but more important than my career. The biggest moment in the history of the medical freedom movement, in my opinion, because we have never, ever not and there's brilliant attorneys. We can go down the list of the attorneys that have been working in medical freedom even longer than I have. But no one has ever been successful in getting a vaccine exemption case before the United States Supreme Court on the issue of whether it's unconstitutional for a state to take away religious freedom. Ever since Jacobson versus Massachusetts was decided in 1905, there's never been a case like this brought to that. So we're talking about what, 100 and almost 120 years. Mm -hmm. There's never been a case brought to the United States Supreme Court to decide this issue. If, if our case makes it, it'll be the first one. It'll be landmark and it will restore religious exemptions if we're, if we're victorious, not yeah. only in Connecticut, but in other states where they've been lost. It'll open the door for those to be restored. California, yeah. New York, Maine. It'll just be, it'll be an absolute. This is um, monumental victory. And I stand on the shoulders of giants, by the way. I am not going to sit here and act like 
I somehow miraculously got this great case to the Supreme Court overnight uh, because I'm brilliant or something. No. All right. There have been people that have been working on this for decades, really. And we have built on that case law and we have cited that in our briefs. Okay. But eventually someone has to get there and we, we hope it's us. Well, yeah. And, you know, th that concept of death by a thousand paper cuts, you've heard that it isn't that this is the only thing in town that's going on, but it's a significant one, as you point out historically, because one of the foundational principles, if there is one that's, you know, maybe supersedes all other, we, we look at the history of before there was the United States of America, people coming to this, this, this land, this nation that would be for, well, they were fleeing religious persecution spiritual limitations on their freedom to worship as they feel is right. You know, one of the most foundational principles before there was the United States. And right. of course it's enshrined into the declaration of independence into the constitution yet so easily and simply violated in the 20th and 21st centuries that it's astonishing to me that this is still standing. So fighting back in the way you're talking about with we, the Patriots is significant the way Jonathan Emord has done it in the courts and now running for the United States Senate, the way each and every one of us must do whether we run for office or not to individually nullify any unconstitutional prohibition of our freedom to worship, for instance, which we saw was abandoned by many, including religious institutions, whether they be Christian, Jewish, Muslim, or whatever, where they shut down worship services during the so-called COVID scandemic. So this is as fundamental and foundational as an issue that you are supporting and fighting for. And I, again, I'm greatly appreciative of that and giving us a heads up on it. And by the way, you can go to wethepatriotsusa.org and you can see the announcement about this, various interviews that uh, Brian and others have done on this as well. And there are various features you can see, different suits as well, including what we're going to talk about momentarily, the Shot Dead movie, uh, which is uh, profound. It's pretty intense, too. Uh, but it's one of those things that if somebody has not woken up to the horrific uh, aspects of our government getting in bed with a pharmaceutical agenda to reduce population on planet Earth, much less in our country, whether they were overtly aware of it or not, the, ine the inevitable result has been a devastation to life, not only in America, but around the world that had nothing to do with whatever you believe COVID to be, but what the response to it was and is. And we've got to stop that. Absolutely. Um, we need all hands on deck and we have to do everything we can to stop it, whether it's in the courts, whether it's through education like this film um, and continue and your broadcast where day in and day out, you're sharing this information and so many other truth tellers that are out there. Um, we're all under intense censorship and suppression, as you know. Um, if you just type in shot dead into a normal mainstream search engine like that G word, uh, you will not find it. You will not find the Shot Dead movie. Um, if you type in We the Patriots USA, uh, you might see a few articles, interviews that I've done, but you're not going to come up with the website. Uh, we're shadow banned. Even on channels like Rumble, people were typing in Shot Dead um, when it first um, came out and some other movie was coming up or other clips. Um, and Rumble, we look at as pretty friendly to us, you know, compared to YouTube and places like that. But, you know, even on that channel, it was hard initially for people to find Shot Dead. Luckily, we've surpassed a lot of that censorship. We are uh, up to 1.3 million views and counting on Rumble alone uh, just for this film. So um, this has been a, a tremendous project and uh, really a devastating project, though, for us to undertake. It was heartbreaking to put this film together. Um, as you know, Robert, you've seen it. It profiles three children who lost their lives as a result of the COVID shot, direct result, 
Uh, very, very clear in the case of, for instance, Ernest Ramirez, Ernesto Ramirez uh, Jr., who died just five days after taking the Pfizer shot and collapsed. Oh, yeah. We had him on the show as well. Amazing, amazing man uh, to overcome. And it's so emotional. Every time he talks about it, he tears up. And I do too, just hearing it. Uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna feel it emotionally when you watch this film, but we've got to be hit where, you know, it causes us to act in, a, in an appropriate manner as opposed to pretending this hasn't happened. It has, and it's uncomfortable for any and all of us whether we've been directly or indirectly affected or think that we haven't been affected, we have, uh, you know, so these stories need to be told. We not, uh, these people should not have died in vain. In other words. Yeah. It's, you know, we're doing everything we can to ensure that they, they didn't die in vain. Um, not just by making this film and sharing it everywhere and having millions of, of views and people watching it. Um, it's also, uh, it was announced earlier last month, that it shot dead is an official selection of the 2024 Santa Monica International Film Festival taking place this Saturday, oh February 3rd in Santa Monica. Now, Santa Monica, you know, that's LA, all right? That's Southern yeah. California. Now, you know as well as any of us, Robert, uh, you've been there, right? That is not friendly territory, that is enemy territory, <laughs> okay? Um, but somehow, some way, somebody saw the value. Somebody who's on the board of the film festival had a loud voice and maybe is one of us and said, you know what? This film needs to be shown. And we, we were selected. Um, I don't know if we're going to win any awards. There will be an awards ceremony on Saturday night that, that we'll, we'll have representation there. I will be there along with Don Jolly, my business partner, a co-founder uh, of We the Patriots USA. So we will both be in attendance at the film festival this weekend. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. It's a great honor. Um, and yeah, you know, this is great, though, because as you've been saying for years and I've been saying it, too, we need to break out of the echo chamber. Right. We need to stop just getting up in front of people who have already heard us speak a thousand times <laughs> and who already agree with us. And we need to start reaching people outside of our community. Well, what better place to reach people outside of the bubble than mm. Santa Monica, Los Angeles, yeah, exactly. California? I, I want to acknowledge as well my friend Jennifer Sharp. Jen Sharp, she did a movie called Anecdotals, and she's now getting wider release on her documentary. And, you know, she comes at it, and I've talked to her. To her she's been on the show talking about it. And I've talked, she's amazing because she comes at it from more of the left side of, uh, of perspective politically and found that just bringing up these issues, she was a, abandoned and attacked by those she thought were her friends as well. So it isn't just, you know, for if those that would accuse us, well, you're right wing or you're libertarian. Like, like, no, no, this is about everybody impacted. And and now it's, you know, the truth has come that this shouldn't have, never have been a political issue. This is a, a human preservation of life issue for anybody and everybody. And, you know, the work of, of your film filmmakers team, as well as Jen Sharp and others to put this out there, despite all the attacks uh, you know, Brianne uh, uh, Dressen with React 19. Also coming from the left side of the political fence going, what the heck has gone wrong here? I mean, I, all my friends now think I'm, a, you know, horrible because I questioned the shots because I was injured by it in the trial, she said. So, as I said, can we grow up and be mature enough to go beyond the political labels and get back to human compassion, caring, concern? And that's what this was about, not attacking anybody, but about those who have been attacked, putting them front and center and saying this is wrong. I don't care what you have uh, politically as an ideology. We could come together as human beings and go, this is wrong for everybody and anybody. And, and I think that Shot Dead will help to do that as well, the, the, the film. Absolutely. And you're 100% correct that the children dying 
should never be a political issue wherever it's happening. You know, we talk about the conflict uh, happening in Israel right now, children dying. You know, if you talk about school shootings, children dying. You're, if you're talking about uh, children dying from the shot as an adverse reaction, which we all know happens, and even the CDC doesn't deny it. They try to make it sound like it's one in a million, but even they admit that it could happen, okay? Right. So nobody, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, I don't care what your views are about the COVID shots or any other shots, nobody should be politicizing this or putting these parents down. You should see some of the horrible comments. Now, let me just say, overwhelming, overwhelmingly, we have positive feedback. People who love this film, love that we made it, uh, congratulated us, thanked us for that. That's the overwhelming response. However, there were some that came through and made some very nasty remarks against these parents and tried to make it, and some even within our own community, Medical Freedom, tried mm -hmm. to blame the parents for letting their children get these shots and you should have known better, you should have done your research. Just a horrible, horrible thing to say. Alan Martin in particular has been attacked. His 18-year-old daughter, Trista, who's on the poster prominently, you see her there. Actually, all three of the children are there, but she's the mm -hmm. uh, beautiful young lady in the middle. Um, and she died at the age of 18. Well, guess what? She took the shot in secret. She was 18 already. She went and found her own doctor. She didn't yeah. use her family pediatrician anymore. She did it behind her parents' backs. So Alan and Taylor, her parents, never even knew she took the shot. And yet they're being attacked now that you did this to your daughter. But wow. people don't even watch the movie and they make those comments. If you watch the whole film, you'll see that they say, we didn't even know she was doing this. We told her we're not getting it and we don't think she should get it. They made the choice not to get it. So they, it's not like they were fooled or something. They did their research and said, we're not getting this. But where where is the compassion to attack? You know, even if, let's say, the parents did do it, they were duped, they, they were afraid. I mean, look, there are points in our lives, as much as you know and I know, that we wouldn't fall prey to certain things. There could be other things. If we get a little cocky and full of ourselves, somebody can come in and use that against us, and we fall prey to a, a scam like that, too. All the time it happens to smart people, to good people. Why pile on? You know, yeah. these people are, you know, very, very much most often regret. I, I've not met anybody that didn't regret not taking it, but plenty of people, more than not, regret taking one, two or three or more. Uh, I was just talking with a family from Australia yesterday after the show uh, who has, a, you know, they have a son now that diagnosed with ALS, uh, neurological degradation at 21 years of age. He had shown signs of that before. Uh, but then during the COVID crisis in us in Australia, got three or four of those shots. And now he's basically paralyzed, can barely speak. And I was on with his, his mother and him and he was listening. We we're talking about some ways to help him. And, and, you know, that's another story. Now in Australia, they've heard about it, but still there are many in government that still don't want to acknowledge the, the fact that they were played or duped. Some are authoritarian blowhards that maybe don't deserve forgiveness because they haven't repented, but uh, that's not for me to determine. But I will say, you know, as you acknowledge, there are people out here that are just not nice people. And, and I don't want them to sway us from helping those who are really acknowledging that they made a mistake. And, and I don't want to condemn them for it. We want to help them. And that's not our community. By and large, mm -hmm. like I said, overwhelmingly, people have been compassionate and supportive of these parents and uh, offering condolences for their loss, because these parents are still grieving very deeply. Ernest Ramirez still cries, I think, every single day. Um, he was just posting on Twitter, X, whatever they call it now, just mm -hmm. the, this past Sunday, 
Uh, a few days ago, I saw a tweet from him saying, another Sunday without my child. Used to spend Sundays, you know, going to church, whatever they did. And here I am, another Sunday without Ernesto. He just, he continually lives this. It's every day, every week, every month, every year now. He has to live with this grief the rest of his life. Um, and he has deep regret uh, about it, of course. But he wasn't stupid. It's just, do you know what they were doing? I mean, you know. But anyone listening, well, your listeners know too. But you know what they were doing to us. They were pressuring people. You're going to lose your job. You're going to get fired. Doctors, you're going to have your medical license taken away. Like, we're going to ruin your lives. You're not going to be able to travel again. You're never going to be able to leave the country. You're not going to be able to do anything fun, go to any restaurants. Your life will be over if you don't get this shot. They basically made it sound like you're going to have no life left here on earth anyway if you don't get it. So you might as well get it. You're not going to college. You're not doing anything if you don't get this shot. That's the kind of pressure we were under from the government. So I don't blame people, honestly. I mean, I, I spoke to I can't even tell you, hundreds, maybe thousands of people in 2021, 2022, parents, my son just got into Yale. He's been working his whole school career for this straight A student, honors, all kinds of activities. You know, he's traveled, done, you know, uh, volunteer work in the in, in Central America, everything. He's done everything to get to this point. We're not we're not passing this up. They're saying he has to get a COVID shot. What do we do? Is there any way we can get an exemption? But if we can't, we're just going to have to take a chance. He got into Harvard. He got into Columbia. I mean, I and I said to those parents, I said, listen, that piece of paper, is there anything in the world, any job, any degree that's worth more than your child's life? Just think about that for a moment. You don't have to answer me. Just think about that. And they would just say nothing. And I hope, I don't, I didn't follow up with every one of them. I hope that most, if not all, hopefully all, uh, took that, thought about it, reflected, and if they didn't get the exemption, their child didn't go to school and didn't get the shot. Now, of course, most of these kids turned 18 within a few months of the school year starting, and they could get it themselves anyway. So we can't, you know, obviously the parents were kind of powerless at a certain point, but any child who did this just to go to a college and get a piece of paper, and, and most, the vast majority of colleges now, universities are just liberal indoctrination camps, as you know. They, they're the, the paper. It's not even worth the paper it's printed on these degrees. So to risk your life for that. But again, Robert, we were all 18 once. Mm -hmm. We were 17, 18 years old, going to college, right? You went, I went. Okay. You didn't want to turn. We didn't, luckily, you and I didn't have to deal with that. There was no COVID shot mandate or anything else. So we were able just to go to school and just have a normal college experience. But would we have chosen differently at 17, 18 years old? I mean, you didn't have the knowledge you have now back then. No, no. I mean, that's the, you know, the vulnerability that we all have. And part of that vulnerability, Brian, is that we have bowed down to authority or false authority, authoritarianism. And, you know, even people in the various churches have done so as well, where they've, um, basically said, you know what, uh, I'm here to try to preach the word of God, but, uh, when it comes to this issue, I'm going to turn it over to government. Like, <clears throat> that doesn't fly with me. Many people here in this audience saw through it, but there were many people that are also, you know, going to the same church, synagogue, mosque that many of you go to, and they lived in complete abject terror and fear and listened to government, not God at that time, and took a vile shot that altered DNA protein synthesis. To what end? To artificially induce antibody responses to something that, was not in any way, shape, or form a natural substance that was created of God, if anything, arguably manufactured by man, or in the artifice, the fear of something that wasn't even real led us down a path of what? Doing something not, I believe, godly at all to assault and insult and destroy and debase 
the genetic integrity of the species through, you know, someone like Anthony Fauci or others. I mean, just look back and just say, I'm sorry. I, I will not, I'm not, I will do better. I'm not going to do that again. Rather than fight, continually fight and say, you know, uh, I'm going to get in my corner and put up my dukes because I'm never going to admit I'm wrong. You guys wanted everybody dead. I mean, the whole kind of stories, even Biden, as he's talking to Elmo the Muppet, the puppet and the Muppet, talking about, uh, you know, a winter of death if you don't get the shot. Uh, if you don't wear a mask, kids, you're going to kill your grandma. I mean, what kind of, how did we ever fall for it? And I don't mean you and me necessarily, but plenty of Americans did. I know. I, I still, you know, I learned a lot about human nature, about this country, uh, but not this, just this country, the world and human nature during those years. You know, I thought that we were stronger than that. I thought people had more integrity and would stand up to that kind of bullying and that kind of uh, dictatorship, which is really what it was. Um, but they didn't, they didn't. So, so I think they learned a lot too. This was a test because there's bigger things coming, as you know, that they're yeah. working on maybe very, very soon, especially this year in an election year, they're planning big, big things. And that was a test run. Let's see how many sheep we can get to bow down and comply. And you know what? Mm. It was most people. I, it was like 80, 20, 80% of society, at least, if not a little bit more than that was just bowing down to it. Had it been the other way around that only 20% bowed down and 80% stood up, they would have been done and they wouldn't be trying oh, yeah. this again. Oh, um, yeah. But now we've opened the door. And when I say we, again, not you and I, but collectively we as the American people and the world have opened the door for them to keep doing this. Because yeah. they didn't get any significant pushback back. Yes, yeah. I saw some protests in Israel. Yes, I saw yeah. some protests in Australia where it was you know, particularly bad, even worse than it was in the United States with regard to mandates, not being able to leave your house. I saw some people fight back and fighting with police. But it was here and there, a couple pockets, and then it just died mm -hmm. down. And you know, they arrested who they had to arrest, or beat up who they had to beat up, and and that was it. And then it just went away. Um, and that never should have happened. And again, I'm not advocating for violence, but people need to stand their ground and say, "Listen, this is my body. You're not yeah. putting it in in me. And guess what? You're not firing me either. All right? Yeah. We're all going to sue you, every single person in here. And we need more organizations like ours. It's not just we, the Patriots USA. It's every single organization. We need more of them to crop up because. We can't handle illegal work. Like I said, I don't have millions of dollars. I have thousands of people reaching out to me. I, I can only take a, a handful of cases. We try to take the cases that are gonna have the biggest impact to help the most people, but I can only take a handful because I just don't have the money to take more cases because you know we're not funded that way. And unfortunately right now, Bidenomics, and I wanna get, don't wanna get political here, I'm speaking just as an individual, not on behalf of my organization, but I'm mm -hmm. gonna say as Brian Festa, yeah. it's, it's this administration and globally, what the globalists have done to destroy this world world economy, and they've done this purposefully, not only to have greater control over the people, because once people are starving and dependent on the government for resources, then they've really got control. That was the first objective. But the other objective was to eliminate people like us and organizations like ours. Because when you can't even put food on the table yeah. or gas in your tank, you're not yeah. donating to charity, even if it's a cause you really believe in, like We the Patriots USA. Yeah. They've convinced people to stop giving. By I just got another email yeah. this morning. I have to cancel my monthly donation. Donation. You know, times are tough. I love what you guys do. I just can't afford it. Yeah. Another email yesterday. I have to cancel my donation. People are doing that left and right, not because they don't love what we're doing, but because they just can't afford it. People, please, anyone listening, don't play into that. Even if you have to reduce. Last year you gave $100. This year you can only give $50. Please, please, please continue to give 
to We the Patriots USA and to the other organizations that are fighting back. I could name a, a lit, long list of them, but mm -hmm. please donate to all of us so that we can continue this work because otherwise we're going to be gone. And when they do the next big thing, whether it's later this year or the year after, we won't be able to help anyone. So we don't want to be, this is almost like an insurance policy. When you're donating to mm -hmm. organizations like ours so that we're there to have your back, you know, our slogan here, Robert, when you stand up to tyrants, we stand up for you. Mm -hmm. And to your point, the destruction of the purchasing power of the Federal Reserve note, wrongly termed a dollar, is inevitably designed to enslave the people because you're paying, even donating with evidences of debt, which is what th those things are. The only reason they're considered money is because people accept them for exchange of stuff, but it takes a lot more of that paper to get what you used to get for a lot less of that paper. That's the inevitability of the destruction of the Federal Reserve Note dollar designed to bring on the demand for a digital dollar. We, don't, we talk about central bank digital currency. How will they get us to accept it? Basically, they tank the Federal Reserve Note and then they promise, hey, if you just turn them all in, we'll give you digital dollars. And in fact, we'll give you a little bit every month you, you participate, but every time you hold out it's going to be less and then they start bringing people in because of the poverty that ensues because the people forgot certain aspects the coinage act of 1792 various uh things in our history that defined what a dollar was how many grains of silver a single silver dollar was and now innovations like the gold back have come out to provide some stability inability to exchange and economic inter interplay if you will uh on the localist of local levels and th in that way charity comes back in because you're not working to pay the federal government's largesse all the while getting weaker and more dependent on it. It's not a recipe for success or freedom. And so to your point, speaking as, you, you know, Brian Festa, the dad and the guy, uh, and, and I know the distinction between an organization, which is as wonderful as We the Patriots, but if you can, please do support them because they're doing extraordinary work. If you go back to We the Patriots, uh, USA.org, you'll see the features, various different things, uh, the, the kindergarten teacher transgender lawsuit, the shot dead movie. Um, you can become a member, uh, of course, the COVID fraud litigation fundraiser. There's a lot of things going on that you could support that are very worthy of your support. But as I say, I'm encouraging you to begin to look at money differently. Read your to your kids, Whatever Happened to Penny Candy by Richard Mayberry. I read to my kids and my, my kids now are adults and they're getting paid in gold. I am not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. And I'm so proud. You know, and I the creature from Jekyll Island. Yes. Not only one. the G. Edward Griffin classic, but the Tuttle Twins version for kids. Yeah. yeah. Please, and my friend who came to the conference with you last year, he was one of them on, on, that we had in our speaker lineup, Connor Boyack, yes. who writes those books. He was at our conference signing the books at the book signing, and he – uh, wrote a wonderful children's version of the creature from Jekyll Island. Yes. And that is my kids know now my, my yeah. daughter, she's only nine years old. That's right. She knows the federal reserve is bad, bad news. And that all this inflation is just manufactured and it devalues the dollar. Yeah. And uh, Connor did uh, a Tuttle Twins version for the Goldbacks as well to give innovative solutions that are not dependent upon a centralized bureaucracy, you know, given a stamp of approval. Don't wait. It's too late if you wait. Get out there and do it. Uh, Brian, are there any events that you're attending or speaking at? I know you're not hosting one this year, but uh, I, I'd love to see you at some of them or any of the folks that work with you. Um, well, we'll see. Um, again, our, our because of you know the downturn in the economy, our, our spending budget for travel and speaking and events has has shrunk quite a bit. But um, I am speaking in Santa Monica. There's going to be a panel discussion following the Excellent. movie screening, so I will be speaking this weekend there. 
Um, but yeah, if anyone, hey, if anyone listening is part of uh, the group that's organizing an event, certainly you can invite me and I'll try to fit it in my calendar. I do do speaking engagements um, all over the country. I've done them, you know, uh, in the past, you know, formerly being in the Northeast and now being all the way out in Idaho and I've gone to California. So really, literally from coast to coast. Um, so if anyone does want to have me, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, but no, I don't have anything in the immediate future. It's still early in the year, though. We're only on February. It's February now. So, yes. Can you um, believe it? How do we time. Get it? But yeah, um, thank you so much, you know, for having me on. And, and, and again, I do encourage people to go to wethepatriotsusa.org, wethepatriotsusa.org to support us. There's a donate button right at the top of the page. Also, shotdead.org. If you can't make it to Santa Monica, many people listening won't be there this weekend. I know that. That's fine. You can go to shotdead.org and you can watch and share the film right from that page. And that's a huge, huge help because every time you do that, ladies and gentlemen, you are potentially saving a life because there are still parents out there who are contacting us and other organizations saying, you know what? Hmm. Again, my my son, my daughter just got accepted to this Ivy League school or, or this great you know Division One school. They're going to play football, whatever. And, but they have to get the shot. They're still mandating it for college students, most places. Amazing. And so they're still considering giving their kid the shot. Once they watch this movie, I can almost guarantee you they're not giving their kid the shot. Yeah. Shotdead.org as well as WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Check out the Santa Monica Film Festival. I wish I could be there with you. I'm going to be in San Antonio with a lot of folks that have been harmed by vaccines even prior to COVID uh, with the Autism Health Summit. And uh, that's uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, gosh, Groundhog Day, February 2nd and 3rd. And I hope to see everybody there. If not, you can stream that live as well. And Brian, don't be a stranger ever. You know, if there's breaking news that you guys are, let me know, let us know. Even if you can't be on, I'll cover it uh, here on the Robert's Gab Bell Show. I sure will. Thanks, Robert. God bless you. Brian Festa, we the Patriots, USA.org. Uh, you know, I feel better, stronger every time, you know, hang out with folks like Brian because, you know, they have the backbone to stand up and do the right thing in the midst of a lot of obstacles. They're not going to, uh, you know, bow down to those power structures that are diminishing our spiritual integrity. And I mean that beyond any religious 501c3 organization, our connection to the source that created us all. And that's a foundational principle of what makes America great, even as we've fallen down on that greatness because we've abandoned it. Many in America have. And uh, this is not to say that I or anybody else here is saying we have to have a state sanctioned religion. We already have one in violation of the Constitution. That's called modern medicine, the pharmaceutical medical monopoly. That doesn't belong as a, as a, a state-sanctioned religion or monopoly. No, we don't want a need monopolies here in this country or anywhere, in my opinion, but I can only talk specifically about where I am. And again, grateful for that. Hopefully you're strengthened by these interactions and interviews as well. Now, uh, kids, you want to protect your kids. More on protecting your kids. There's an article here about kids who consume energy drinks. Why? Why does a kid need to drink an energy drink? Shouldn't kids have energy that's bouncing off the walls? They're kids, for goodness sake. Isn't that the prime of vitality? And yet the fact that they are tells me what I already knew. As I've lectured in high schools many years now, they don't invite me often. But when I do, it's scary, not because they're carrying weapons, but because they're falling asleep on their desk at 10 in the morning or 1 in the afternoon after lunch. They're so devoid of energy because they're devoid of minerals, they are uh, intoxicated. They are vaccinated. They are all the things that are creating chronicities and diminishment of their vital force. And these kids are consuming energy drinks. And what's the impact of them? The high caffeinated drinks, along with a whole lot of other nasty additives in there, linked to ADHD, anxiety, depression, and other 
impacts. And, and you know, we talk about uh, attacking parents who allowed their kids to get the shot. I mean, I don't want to attack parents that are allowing their kids to drink this stuff. I know they're not in control 24-7, but good Lord, if those things are in your home and you say they can't drink them, they're in your home, they're going to go out and get them. It's not that they don't see what you do. They hear what you say, but they see what you do. And if you want them to live differently, you also, mom and dad, have to live differently as well. Um, if there is an energy uh, issue, look to things like chromium, like the 100% whole food chromium we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com, the food research brand right now is our preferred brand. And you can use the, the code RSB5 to get a discount when you go to choosetobehealthy.com, get all the 100% whole food supplements that you need and your kids need as well. My kids take that chromium every day as well. And that allows for them to function without having to resort to energy drinks. But even as adults, if we have to just to get by, are we really getting by? It's it, And look, you know, I don't speak ill of coffee here as long as it's organic. Super Don likes it, although he's drinking less of it apparently now in the new year. Uh, but, um, you know, we can enjoy those delicacies. But if we're hooked on them like an IV just to get by, there are other metabolic issues that need to be addressed. And we'll address them on a future show of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Before we go, I got a homeopathic hit. If you're butt hurt today by any of the topics we've done, this is the remedy for you. of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the robert scott bell show all right if you're sore where you sit down could it be hemorrhoids and if it is do you do you, do you want to know about another homeopathic remedy how about this one it's hard to say aeschylus hippocastanum and yes it's latin so give me some leeway i'll give you some leeway as well but this is a great remedy thanks as always to folium px Trinity School of Natural Health, Nutritional Frontiers, those that support our message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty directly to allow me the opportunity to, to talk about these homeopathic remedies for you. The homeopathic hits. Let's start this one. There's a PDF that you download for free in the show notes today, February 1st, 2024. Homeopathic hits, Aeschylus Hippocastanum, the remedy for often indicated venous circulation and hemorrhoids. And so uh, if we utilize it appropriately, it's something that we take orally or internally, even though you're like, wait, it's my butt. Don't I need to put it there? Well, yeah. I mean, there are things like witch hazel that we've talked about as a homeopathic remedy that you can put topically. But in this case, it's a systemic issue, a venous issue that can be helped with this remedy called Aeschylus. Now, hippocastinum or castanum, uh, commonly known as the horse chestnut. In homeopathy, this is it, the horse chestnut. That's what it sort of looks like, the anthropomorphized version that Superdon always delivers for us. It's very cute. Uh, this is something that we use as a homeopathic remedy, Aeschylus. Uh, it's used uh, in, in a diluted form, so it won't cause any problems, but often for a venous insufficiency, varicosities, hemorrhoids, etc. Now, key characteristics, effectiveness, again, treating venous conditions, hemorrhoids, varicose veins, feelings of heaviness in the legs, also indicated in cases of backache and you know, related to pelvic congestion. So, so not just one thing, there's always more. And mentally, there may be a little bit of instability, irritability, fatigue associated with uh, these venous conditions. So primary uses, we're hitting it hard, hitting it fast here, venous circulation, promoting the health, managing the symptoms, but not suppressing them of venous insufficiency, including hemorrhoids, varicose veins, hemorrhoids used in cases of them with a sensation of uh, dryness, heat, and fullness, Backache, pelvic congestion, and indicated for lower back pain related to pelvic congestion and venous issues. Uh, 
Now, if we go to the potencies, if you have a 10X, a 12X, a 15X, 12, 30C, whatever, use it every day. If you've got this situation or these situations manifest in your body, if you want to go into the higher potencies, go ahead, knock yourself out. But if you're really dealing with chronic, real deep-seated issues, please consult with a homeopath. You might have other things at play that they can help you with. So let's look at some of the complementary remedies that you could if you think Aeschylus may be indicated, you might need witch hazel, which is known as hamamelis, uh, varicose veins, venous congestion. Pulsatilla is an interesting homeopathic remedy, also indicated sometimes for varicose veins and hemorrhoids, especially when there are shifting symptoms and a need for gentle support. And this is a remedy I think I've referenced the other day on another, uh, uh, maybe when we did hamamelis as, as a homeopathic hit of the day, Ratanya. And this is serious stuff, knife-like pains and protrusions of hemorrhoids. And I might add to this, it's not in the uh, PDF, but cupra metallicum, copper, or take the sovereign copper as an adjunct, the homeopathic form or the bioactive copper hydrosol could help here as well. Now, it's safe, of course, Aeschylus as a homeopathic. Self-prescription for serious or non-self-limiting issues, please consult a healthcare provider of your choice should you need it. And as we conclude, Aeschylus Hippocastanum, a valuable homeopathic remedy, particularly effective for treating venous circulation issues, hemorrhoids, and more. And remember, this is not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but it's designed to bring you information and education that you didn't have prior so that you can make fully informed decisions about the care of your health and the health of your loved ones, even your kids, without interference by government pharmaceutical agents of the worst kind. Because there are no best kind when it comes to that, is there? I don't think so. So thanks for indulging me in another great homeopathic hit. Hopefully this is helpful to you. Uh, for those that want more, you can go and become a, what do you call it? Patron supporter. You can become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yes, directly. As little as $4.99 a month helps us to do extraordinary things, including updating the website. Very exciting what's happening. And access to the video audio versions of the homeopathic hits of the day and the detox dialogues, as well as many other things that we give you in thanks, including our monthly Zoom AMA, which happens uh, the 24th of February, a Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So plan for that. And we get to see one another and talk about all kinds of things that we can't even do on the air. That's a lot of fun. So I hope you do that. And one last request. If you haven't signed up for the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter, it's absolutely free. Text my initials RSB. That's right. RSB. Text it to 66866-66866. And you will be prompted to enter your email address and you'll immediately be entered in and become part of our newsletter subscription base. And we don't sell you to anybody else. Just giving you information opportunities, special deals, and um, uh, various upcoming events, including the one tomorrow in San Antonio, which I got to head to right now. So Super Don, if you want, you can do a bonus round. You can chat with the folks that have things to say. They can. I'll hang out for a few minutes just to right. preview what we got coming up tomorrow. And oh, stuff. that'd be and great. If, and, yeah. and, you know, be nice to me in my absence. I know you take oh, liberty. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have no I plans. I'm just going to hang out. If people have something to say, then we'll yeah. talk about it. If not, then we'll go. I got a dog in the background that's yelling at me to let of him course. go outside. So well, I'll, I'll probably keep it short. It's time for me to fly. And Chris, thank you for that funny comment. I think I talked about maybe turning blue. He said, if you turn blue in the face while wearing those blue blockers, how would you know? That's a very good point, Chris. I don't know. I wouldn't know. You'd have to tell me, Super Don. So in the meantime, while I fly, Super Don, take it away. God bless y'all. And we'll be back from San Antonio tomorrow, God willing, less than 22 hours from now, because the power to heal is still yours. All right. Now, you know, technically, Robert hasn't left yet.
He's hiding right now. He doesn't want you to know that he's there. Oh, yeah, he's giving me the shh thing. <laughs> you know, because Robert is the kind of guy that he is, he should be taken off right now. But he couldn't help it because Leslie asked a question, and because he's got a big heart, uh, he wanted to address that. So Leslie had the question. Just for everybody's benefit, I'll, I'll just uh, let you know what it was. Uh, Leslie has a, a friend uh, who had knee surgery. Let me see if it fits all on the screen. It does. Uh, knee surgery a couple of years ago when she woke from the spinal or after the spinal from surgery. Uh, she began dealing with incontinence. Every appointment with a doctor has made it progressively worse. What can she do? Robert's answer. Sounds like a chiropractic and or OTR puncture solution as a possibility. So he had to just drop that in there before he left. So what a guy. What a guy. All right, so I uh, want to say hi to Marge over on uh, Rumble, who's hanging out with us today. And uh, the folks on uh, Facebook, what do we got? Facebook and Twitch. And X is, is, is a ghost town again. I got to figure out some way to promote X. I don't think we promote it enough. There's a lot of people on X. Then I, I, I'd be willing to bet that there'd probably be people that'd be interested in this show, but I got to figure out some way to market that. To the folks over there. So real quick, unless you guys have something else uh, for me, I uh, just wanted to give you a quick preview. Tomorrow in hour one, we'll have Lisa Hill from Silverite. Uh, if you haven't gotten a hold of a Silverite pillow yet, they're awesome. I have one. And uh, not only are they really comfortable, it's got this filler in there called K-Poc. Uh, I had to look that up to see what that was. It's, it's a plant material that's similar to like a cotton, um, but it's super fluffy. And very comfortable. And the pillowcase is infused with silver. So if if you've ever seen, and if you go over to Silverite Global, uh, the, their website, they've got these close-up pictures of what your pillow ends up looking like after a while and the stuff that's in it and that grows on a pillow. Um, and it's pretty gnarly. Um, so the Silverite pillow with the silver uh, will keep that stuff from growing. The bacteria in the goobers in the cooties um, so anyway, we'll have Lisa Hill on tomorrow. Talk about that. Probably talk about cardio miracle as well. Cause, uh, that's something that she is uh, a big proponent of. And then in hour two, we've got Michael Bolden. We always love it when Michael Bolden is on, uh, we'll talk some politics. I'm sure talk some constitution, some Thomas Jefferson, some, uh, James Madison, and maybe, maybe I'll throw him a curveball. and we can, we can go on some topic he's not prepared for, but we'll see. So anyway, that is what we have got planned for tomorrow. And I'm going to keep it short as well because I've got some puppies that are uh, not patiently waiting for me uh, to go help them do their business. So on that note, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Uh want to say hello to the folks uh, listening to us on the podcast as well. We appreciate you. Uh, and... We will see you guys tomorrow. You guys have a good afternoon, and uh, you take care. And be safe. We'll see you then.